Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, guys. So today's podcast, we are coming to you with Jeremy and Juan of Faster Proms. Jeremy has all the tuning knowledge trapped away in his beard. We'll see if we can extract some of it today. We'll leave the golden retriever hair because I have enough of that at home. Um, Jeremy, what is a prom and why is yours faster than ours? <laughs> Funny you should ask that, Coop. I, I, you know, I've been explained what a prom is and I genuinely still wouldn't be able to explain it well to others. Okay, okay. so it's a super archaic name. Let's uh, talk oh, to the mic, right, bud. Sorry, yep. Talking to the dead cat. The dead cat. All right, well... <laughs> So prom is an old name for a chip, which is but prom stands for programmable read-only memory, and that was another synonymous name with a chip. And at the time when we made the corporation, it was uh, fast chips was already taken, so faster proms was what my mom picked after my father passed away, and uh, my dad had run the business for uh, like. 14, 15 years or something at that point. So that was in the year 2000. And so since 2000, me as an 18-year-old was out programming cars. And here I am, 41 years old now. Still programming <laughs> Still cars. Still programming cars. <laughs> Have the cars gotten more exciting? Oh, yeah, for sure. Man. Uh, uh, yes. <clears throat> so it's also a good thing that that name was already taken. Fast, what was it? Fast Chips. chips yeah. Fast Chips? Fast Chips. Man. I don't think that one would have lasted the test of time as much as faster <laughs> problems yeah it's it's a weird name it's not i don't know i used to hate it and now i'm kind of like eh. i think it works it works ish well. i guess yeah but I'll, I'll take it yeah so you started racing and tuning with your dad who is very accomplished yeah yeah i mean that was uh that was definitely so the throwback there um is you know my dad had uh, yeah, we should we should go way back. So take us back. Yeah, let's go way way. Back. Got plenty of so, time. Yeah, I mean this this sounds this is way way probably news for time. Juan too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I even got to the museum and saw the. Oh yeah, yeah. There. My dad had a car that was uh, at the National Corvette Museum mm-hmm. in the center thing or whatever. It was a car that we built for somebody. That was that was pretty neat. But um, there's been a couple cars that were actually up there. But that's that's neither here nor there. But like my dad was like. At one point in his life, he was doing some shady stuff as far as like living fast. Let's let's say shady. Let's let's say, let's say living fast, like playing pool and drag racing for a living. Nice. I mean, that's yeah. That's, I've I've kind of outed some of my family that's no longer with us for their criminal activity <laughs> already, but they're not here anymore, so they can't get you know you can't yeah, arrest yeah, them. Yeah. So it's like you know, oh, yeah. might as well speak up. <laughs> So, you know, in that time frame, my dad was racing and, and had, you know, a, a crazy head and cam package. He did a lot of intake manifold experimentation and so on and so forth. And that would be on what car? Uh, almost cars? always Corvettes. He had, he did have a car like called a bow car, and he did have... C4 Corvettes? Uh, well, not in the 60s. Oh, so he was like... We're talking... 60s. Like C3, C2, C2. Yeah, Corvettes. Yeah, so, oh, wow. Um, in... In 63, my dad had a 60-something Corvette 
towing a 62 Corvette to the drag races, you know, at, in Gandy Bridge, yeah. which is like a famous drag racing bridge. So my dad got arrested on the Gandy Bridge, and lo and behold, I got arrested on the Gandy Bridge drag racing on a Saturday night, you know, just being an idiot. But, yeah, sins of the father. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I've been also arrested. I've been on the Gandy Bridge you know racing. What? I'm going to out you right now because you and I have raced on the Gandy Bridge. We have. Yeah, yeah. But I think actually with this car right here. I think when we did it, though, like if a cop saw you, he'd probably just be like, I think that's some regular traffic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was a Miata and a slow ass CDSV. Oh, oh man, yeah. we were banging gears, but from a distance, it probably just looked like. Oh man, that was loud. That was fun. That we had had a good time and all that. Yeah, that was good. I definitely lost, from what I remember. <laughs> yeah. And I was a supercharged CTSV. You were NA Miata. That's what it is. But the yeah. weight difference really got me. Yeah, it was a good time. Was a good yeah, time. that was fun. We should race something again. But back to that. Um, so my dad was always doing experimentation on on cars, learning what made more power and so on and so forth. So in, uh, I got some super old photographs of like a top picture of the engine, you know, like a stock, you know, 60 something Corvette and then, you know, an after. So it was before and after and it had like the single carburetor and then he had like a dual high rise carburetor and they went from stock exhaust manifolds to headers. And he, uh, he eventually, so this drag strip that's right behind us, he was, this used to be a quarter mile track. So he was actually the first in the 11s, 10s and nines with a Corvette way back then. And when you consider a nine-second car in the 60s, that's insane. Like yeah. a 10-second car is, is crazy. And I remember one time, you know, we, we were we were at like some sort of event, and Don Garlitz was there. And my dad walked up, and he was like, hey, what's up? And then Don's like, hey, what's going on, Jim? And, you know, it was like they knew each other mm-hmm. from racing way back. And, and Don used to race on the street and even here back in the 60s. That's so it was awesome. a really funny little, you know, small world of all, you know, it's just that's kind of where I came from. So I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it, that that's that's what kind of brought me to that. When the C4 came out, my dad was infatuated with fuel injection because he's like, that's the thing of the future. Right and that's there. pretty crazy in itself because somebody that was carb tuning and mm-hmm. you know working on carburetor cars and stuff like that to then think like oh this is the next thing because normally it's like the next generation that gets into that like yeah like he would have been anti-fuel injection and you would have been like no like this is the yeah. cool stuff but yeah. it's crazy that he was already like yeah my dad right into that a four uh a forthright view of i don't know if that's the right way to say that but he always uh had foreseen stuff of the future you know and like when computers first came out, we had computers before I knew anybody had a computer. And then, again, that also further led to mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. It's just weird stuff that I wasn't used to. And my dad was always into tech. At, you know, So after that, he installed satellite dishes. So he was always really tech savvy and, uh, and all that. But um, that's kind of, again, what where I came from is uh, when in 1985 – you know, my dad got a pull-out engine from an 85 Corvette, so the TPI. And it's a 245-horsepower engine and, and all that. And uh, so he went out, and I remember the day he bought a 1982 S10. So he bought an S10 back, and then my dad's, like, engine swapping it in late 1985. He put the TPI in it, and the truck went slower. And he was just like, okay, what the hell? And that's really what kind of started doing what I'm doing. So he got into that. He had early diagnosis stuff. I mean, we had the most archaic-looking, just bizarre stuff for data logging. 
and then he learned the lingo and he had a connection up in Detroit and he started getting books from GM and then hacking the computer and stuff. And so 1985-86, he started hacking the GM ECM and learning what it's all about. And then he started putting heads and cam on it, modifying mm-hmm. it, helping it breathe better and so on and so forth. And, yeah, that's pretty much what started this. So, so where were you getting a cam in the 80s for a 1985 <clears throat> car that basically just, like an engine that kind of just came out? Yeah, I mean, it's still a small block. It's still a small block. It was so all kind of the same. It, it's it's basically, it was still a small block. They just put EFI on top. So it still had a distributor. Makes sense. And then instead of doing just your timing and such, they had an ESC, which is a uh, electronic spark control module. So that was connected to the distributor, and you would disconnect that to set the base timing. And then when you plugged it back in, it would the timing curve would take over. So that's kind of... That's pretty weird. Yeah, that's definitely... Weird stuff. It's crazy to think about. I mean, the early tuning on, like, an EFI cars are always so different than what we think about now when you plug a laptop in and you see everything, like, real time. Yeah, I mean, like, what you just said, did I, you know, when when we first started here, it's like, dude, I just pulled a car off the dyno made... 798 wheel horsepower and it's a new c7 z06 i say new but you know it's yeah newish newish, you know and it's still going to have excellent drivability it's not even we're not even leaning on it that hard did you think back in the 90s that that was even possible or even 2000 800 wheel horsepower out of like a basically a luxury sports car hell no i didn't think that that was you know like that and now it's there's even better i mean we could have leaned on that more and yeah more power, well, you go buy some you go buy something like that off the lot almost yeah <laughs> like <laughs> that's, you, that's crazy yeah i mean it's it's really pretty wild some of these mustangs from like these outside tuning companies and stuff like they they're sold at dealerships with 800 horsepower mm. and you're talking about a motor what 40 i mean four, if, 35 years ago that yeah. made 250 now was I mean, a hot if, rod motor i'm gonna uh, if I was Hennessy, you would have called that like a thousand horsepower, you know, whatever. <laughs> you can call it a thousand. We didn't see. Yeah, it. yeah, but I mean, it's like eight hundred <laughs> wheel. You know, let's you know. like an honest eight hundred wheel yeah, horsepower. Eight hundred wheel. There's not many cars that come with eight hundred wheel. I mean, let's you know. See, I'm some. a I'm a track guy, yeah. and mile an hour will right. always be. You can tell me any dyno number, but mile an hour will always tell yeah. the tale. No matter how heavy the car is, it's pretty much right across yeah. the board. Well, realistically, if if someone drove that car well in decent weather, it would probably trap like 147. Like mm-hmm. I trapped 147 with about that power. Yeah, I I definitely want to hear and that. That was story. not a good driving. <laughs> I, I didn't drive that well. It was an it was a stick shift car too. Yeah, it was. So just, we should go back to that story because that was like kind of when you were at like that was one of your like big breakthroughs. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your white Z06 stick shift car. Okay, okay. That was a that was like. I don't want to say put you on the map a little bit, but like it definitely kind of in the new age when people were struggling with the yeah. direct injection stuff. Yeah, it's it's a feather in the cap, I guess you could say. But it was you know that was it was kinda, great that was, for the time. Yeah, that was kind of when I met you guys. Um, yeah, that was uh, so the the C7 Z06. When it first came out, that was uh, that was tough. Like, well, let's rewind real quick here. So, I had a C7. <clears throat> and we did some amazing stuff with the C7. Like, we did heads and cam, and it made 550. That's awesome power for NA for 6.2. So that 6.2 was making what a 7.0 was making at the time, 
that's outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then we threw a blower on it, and this is actually, yeah, this is FL2K14, now that I think about this. I was actually just reminiscing about this the other night with somebody else, so this is a really, really fond memory. Threw a supercharger on that, made 700 wheel. I was on 93 octane. I only had like six or seven pounds of boost. I went out on FL2K14 with that car and uh, freaking just ran everything, and I think I lost once. And when you say FL2K, you don't mean that you were actually at Bradenton Motorsports Park. I was street racing at <laughs> FL2K, had the best time, one of the top memories I've ever had. Yes. We ran four wide on I-75, and I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. I raced so many cars, yeah. cars, bikes, GTRs, you, dude, you name it. There was nothing, and then that car went 10-2 at 141, and I was the second fastest, so it went 10-27 at 141, and I was like Stick this shift. close, yeah. So it was like the third fastest C7 at the time, and the record was 10-23 for the fastest stick shift, and I nicked the rev limiter on the 2-3 shift, so that was like, ah, that was it. So anyway, that car had to get demodded, sold, because I was getting a C7 Z06. I got that car. Uh, almost exactly now, but I don't know, six years ago or whatever, seven uh-huh. years ago. Something, we got something loud coming. Something nasty. Yeah. Definitely very choppy. I mean, we can keep talking. That's <laughs> that's normal around these parts. It probably won't pick up that much on the mic. But, uh, so, yeah, in, in 2015... Just hold it closer to you. Oh, yeah, so in, in the... Yeah, so that would have been uh, winter, December, right before Christmas, uh, 2015 Z06. Yeah. And we... There was no parts out for it, so we we took the C7 parts, made stuff work. We ported the supercharger; it never touched one before. You know, made a coolant tank for it, made a flex fuel for it. The only parts that we didn't make were the headers. And uh, so, at the time, you know, I got that car to make like 660 wheel or something like that, and maybe 700 pound feet of torque. And so that was just bolt-ons, and we can make more power now, knowing what we know now, but. I struggled and struggled and struggled with tuning it, and I just got my butt kicked so bad. I was so frustrated, and uh, and but I just kept trying. It's and a kept rotary, going. of course. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We have a rotary bias. I don't know how loud it is, but it'll probably blow up in a second. So we'll be good. <laughs> if you give it a minute, I'm sure he'll blow it up. <laughs> it's just inevitable. <laughs> it's just what happens. So but, you were getting beat up by the direct injection. Yeah, and I was... Even the 2014 that I did really good with and learning on, the 2015 with the OEM um, controls for the supercharger and making all that torque, I was just getting my ass kicked, like bad, bad. And I was so frustrated, but I kept trucking with it, and I had this breakthrough idea on how to make it think that it has less torque and whatever. And then the car started going faster and faster, and it was like I went, you know... Uh, first time out, I think it went 10 sixes, and then I went 10 30s, a little bit better. And then I did something else, and then uh, had a nice break in the weather. And I think I had just a little bit more tweaking on E85, just right. And I got the car to go 986 at like 138. And for at the time, it was the first Z06 ever in the nines, first uh, you know first manual, and that held for a long time, and with bolt-ons. And it was like seven weeks from the time that I received the car. And there's no mods even out for the car. So it was yeah. such a big deal at the time. People were like, never even seen the car. And it's like, we just went nines with it, mm-hmm. with bolt-ons. Didn't even get into the engine. And there was other guys out there that had done heads and cam on it, like Vengeance and stuff. And they were making big power, but we got to it first. 
and we still went faster. So I was really, really pleased with that. Um, but that's what we do is we make the most. And, I mean, we're looking at a C7 Z06 right now. There are two of them. Yeah, and there's one right there, too, one right there, <laughs> yeah. and there's another one outside. Yeah, yeah we're in <laughs> it is like the car, though. Like, for the it's price nice point car. and stuff, it's, nice it's really hard to compete with. A C7 Z06. The torque is just like I like ZR1s better, like C6 ZR1s. Yeah, but man, like the fit and finish and everything is miles ahead on these cars than like a C6. That's actually where I met Jeremy. He came out of the shop and uh, at Orlando, and he brought this uh, Corvette, and I was just so like wild about it. Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, perfect weather. I gotta go. I gotta go. And he's like, I just gotta go. I just gotta go. It's just like, I was like, all right. Well, it's just like, you don't understand. It's like perfect weather. And it's just like, okay. And then you went into Orlando and you're like showing me the times. I was like, oh, that's. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, I was like, I'm just a drifter here. So he was like, that's like the only time I think I've ever gone out of town on a on a work schedule and dumped work to go. Yeah, he was to like, go I'm go sorry. Race. He's yeah, like, I'm yeah. sorry, guys, but that's, I just gotta go. It's like yeah, the weather's it's like, perfect. You, gotta, you know, I gotta make that money yeah. i gotta make the money for the day and yeah. all that and, and that's I, that's the only time i think i can ever remember and you know <laughs> ever doing that you know it's always like work that's always comes first yeah. is there normally rotaries here no, no. <laughs> there's normally not <laughs> just the one time here. i come <laughs> and he just lets it idle out there <laughs> it's a bad deal i'm sorry podcasters if it's really bad i don't fully know yeah for the two going. rotary fans they're they're digging it i'm sure Maybe some people will enjoy it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was going to listen if we could hear it through the mics, but it is what it is. Um, nah, it's probably okay. These are pretty good at picking up, but we'll know soon enough. But so with the tuning, the the weird part, because you obviously had a ton of CTSV tuning under your belt at that point, which are arguably pretty similar with torque yeah. and the way that they make power. Yeah. Did they change something major ECU-wise or, like, GM, the way that they were kind of going about it? You're saying torque. Is it something with the torque management stuff? Yeah, yeah. So um, the C7 and after – so basically let's just go from Gen 4 to Gen 5. And if you guys aren't familiar with what that is, so, like, basically Gen 3 phased out, like, 04. So 97-04 is, like, Gen 3 LS1. Gen 4 is pretty much starts 04, 05 really like 05 with the with the um e40 processor goes through uh pretty much 2014 and that is a golden age for you can make a lot of power excellent engine management you can control the transmission controls came leaps and bounds everything changed in that but then gen 5 is a totally different strategy altogether so it's like mainly what i do is all oem engine management now, I mean, I do a lot of hollies and stuff now, but the OEM engine management stuff is tricky, and it's all torque-based. And if you're making more power, sometimes you have to lie to it, but sometimes you don't. But it's like, knowing what I know now, I just had to work around stuff, and it was really, really difficult. And a 14 model year is different than a 15, a 16 is different than a 15, and so on and so forth. So what you might have learned on a 14 doesn't necessarily apply and what you learned on the 16 doesn't necessarily apply. but mm. Gotta love that, even though yeah, they didn't yeah. really change yeah. anything. So, I mean, it's it's, it's been a, oh, man, I've got my butt kicked so many times. It's like right when you get a little bit of confidence, it's like just <clears throat> little jam in the nuts right there. And then you go to the track, and it does something weird, and then you're like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Transmission does something funky. Yeah. Um, man, uh, there's, 
you know, the, one, here's here's something for example. So I had uh, just this is before I ran my nine, and I actually had a little showdown with Vengeance, and they had heads and cam and all that in their car, and this is at Ocala at a half mile event, and uh, so I was. You know, I saw their car, heard it, and I was like, dang, man, that thing's, that thing's impressive. My wife hears the car, and she's like, sorry, Jeremy, you don't have a chance. I'm like, please. <laughs> I was like, where is that? Just because it had right no there. mufflers. Yeah, you didn't have like, a chance. Where's the support right there? I was like, come on. I was like, this car, this car's going to do it. It's going to do all right. So. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever had to return a forgotten bag of adult play toys to a pair of sweet old grandparents? Or have you spent your summer cleaning up protein spills at an amusement park? How about going to work every day in a flea-infested casino? Hopefully you haven't, but our guests have. Welcome to the Insiders Podcast. Each episode, we bring you an explicit account from a hotel and hospitality industry insider. To listen to these stories and more, go to theinsiders.com to subscribe. That's the insiders, I-N-N-S-I-D-E-R-S.com. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll let Juan close that. Juan is closing the door, so. Thank you, Juan. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so at the time, their car made like, I don't know, 760 or something crap, you know, and then mine was making, you know, probably like 640 or something like that. And uh, they go and they they make a, a pass and the car goes like, I don't know, 158 or something like that, or maybe like 160 or something. Yeah, that's and a pretty I, healthy mile an hour. That's yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad for what it was. It's pretty and spicy. Then, and then, um, you know, I... And then they make another pass, and it's like a couple mile an hour shorter or something like that. I'm like, ah, maybe it's getting heat soaked or whatever. I make a pass, and it's like I go 150, like nine something. And so we actually race, and I wish I was kind of doing video stuff at the time and whatever because it would have been really, really cool. But um, the 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 issue is what I what I learned, what I know now is that I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna go race this. I'm gonna put a little extra you know, fuel blend in there. I'm going to throw a little extra E85 on there and it's going to make more power and all that stuff. Well, knowing what I know now, I was actually taxing the fuel system too much. Now it's starting to rain. starting to rain now, yeah. <laughs> this is good. This so, is really live action. <laughs> so fuel pressure drops too much and I'm having a missing problem up on the second quarter mile and the car's like falling over. And it's like, I'm actually ahead and the car's like, and then... But we end up like trapping within a mile an hour of each other, and they got heads and cam, and I'm bolt-ons. Yeah, you're just so, bolt-on. So, and had I not 
done what I did, I would have fared a little better, but you know. That actually leads me to a term, um, low-hanging fruit. Ooh, <laughs> I like that one. I've, I've heard you say this probably to me more times than I've, Ever I was going to say, <laughs> more times than I've heard my dad say he loves me, but that's not really saying that much. <laughs> I almost ejected that. <laughs> Love you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> but um, yeah, you've said that a lot throughout the years. Okay. Um, I feel like you should elaborate on your, your low-hanging what fruit. What is the low-hanging fruit? <laughs> and how low do some of them hang? Because <laughs> some hang a lot lower than others. Mm. And I know that's always been a lot of your strategy on these cars. Yeah, that and I mean that in, in general. I mean, whether it's like my brother-in-law had a BRZ and I was like just looking at it and I'm like, you know, if we cut a hole right here, that makes that a Ram Air, you know, and it didn't pick up any power on the dyno or anything like that, but at speed it does. Yeah. So that would be, the low-hanging fruit would be the cheap, easy, quick uh, entry-level mods, in other words. So Like things I mean, like heat wrap and... Yeah, I mean... The the problem with these cars, these Z06s, is that they generate so much heat. So if you can address the heat, and I always tell anybody, I'm like, the heat is the demon of all of these late model supercharged cars. So if you can address that, if you start with cooler air, you're going to end with cooler air. So if you introduce a good cold air and you have it blocked off and you're not getting radiator heat, which is a really common thing, so a lot of cars will get radiator heat right under the cold air, and people are like, hey, I put a less restrictive intake in there. Yeah, yeah, but you're getting radiator heat. So 220 degree air coming right, right. off. So if you're, you know, if you can block that off, that's one thing. Uh, just cheap, easy air mods, you know. We're, we're doing stuff sometimes now where we're like, we've had problems with aftermarket thermostats. So if you, instead of doing that, we're taking a factory thermostat and drilling it out. And getting the same result that mm -hmm. won't stick ever, but it'll it'll work. Yeah, it'll actually so, light the water through. So there's some low hanging fruit. Crazy enough, I took my CTSV roll racing the other day. I know mm -hmm. it's it roll racing. You know, you haven't <laughs> brought it to me to tune it to. So. But three back to back passes. The first three went 126 miles an hour every single pass. Not bad. With maybe 20 minutes of cooldown. Okay. Then on the fourth pass, it went 127. With the same start speed every time, I was like, is this thing just not heat soaking? It has really no cooling mods. Like, But I was very impressed by the lack of heat soak on that thing. Because every time I've uh, dr driven it on Gandhi with another car next to me, I feel the heat soak. And it's real. Cooper, you just got to bring it in to faster problems here. And we'll, I know. We'll fix you up. By <laughs> it's just like one of those things that just like doesn't... It doesn't need anything. Like, it feels so great the way it is. Oh, man, it'll pick up. We just got to get it right. I love wagons. You'll probably, it'll probably be it's like... It's the best car. I love wagons. It'll probably be... It'll probably trap three miles an hour more, at least, if we can just clean it. Will yeah. I notice that on my way to Starbucks? Man, you <laughs> support Starbucks? <laughs> no, but Bronzy does. <laughs> what else am I going to do? Go to Dunkin' Donuts and get coffee oh, that tastes like bleach? <laughs> It's a fact, huh? <laughs> Don't sue me or not sponsor videos, Duncan. <laughs> if you want to sponsor a video, you can. I really love your coffee. I won't say it tastes like bleach. <laughs> so I don't know if they can see what's next to us, but what is that? Um. Yeah, you should show that. That's I, a, 
I mean, some people are just listening, so maybe we can just describe it. It's a pewter Corella DeVille car. Yeah, kind of. It's like it's supposed to be a 37 uh, Ford. They don't need to see it, I was going to say, but um, it's definitely crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, they, um, it's got a chop top. It's got fenders on it, so I thought it was going to be like a factory five. I car, guess I'll show them. But it, it's for the not, people watching. It, it's definitely just a different animal altogether. I mean, so it's a supercharged six two, and um, it uh, it's on a C five chassis, but it's all tubular. Mm-hmm. So, but a chop top convertible, really cool looking car. Um, yeah, that thing's definitely crazy. I've been sitting here looking at it, and I was like, man, that's a lot of work. Yeah, so to no go windows, no pewter. door handles, so it's it's definitely a fair weather car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not good for summertime in Florida. Yeah. So it's the other question, doors, let, which is cool. let's talk serious note. Talk serious note. Where have you been for 10 months? Oh, yeah. Oof, man. 10 months. Oof. I looked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been here working there's still a shop um, here yeah yeah which okay so this this inevitably is going to lead to our street tacos okay inevitably oh. there is a, there is a a thread there's a there's a thread end goal of street tacos in my life yeah here. so we are having okay. street tacos you're eating my street tacos just so came. you know my bathroom is 45 minutes away if that's important because like when i'm on my way home like you know, yeah. worry about that kind of stuff yeah tacos i'll put an extra spice in there for you but <laughs> yeah you gotta be gentle on me but don't dodge this question okay so uh, 10 months jeremy <laughs> 10 months and you've right. had a lot of cool cars well, in look, here look uh, you've broken the z what four times are you a car enthusiast looking for an exciting new podcast to listen to check out the test drive podcast hosted by lipo Death. This podcast is packed with discussions about some of the most iconic vehicles in automotive history and inside knowledge from behind the scenes. From the Mustang to the Camaro, we cover it all. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Listen to Test Drive on your favorite podcast app today. Yeah. Well, look, man, all I can tell you is I, there's going to be some things that I'm going to touch on and then stuff that, you know, we'll see how that goes. You can touch on well okay, whatever well, you'd want. There's There's been a – so, like, YouTube was kind of screwing with me, and I, I got multiple different things, like, over over time, you know – First, they kicked off my son's channel, and I get, you know, basically accused of child endangerment for being a professional driver in a professional course with mm-hmm. safety. So, screw you, YouTube. Just um, tell him he was just a little person. Yeah. To try yeah. that angle. Yeah, didn't hear that. But yeah. with their ever changing, so YouTube always has an ever changing uh, policy, of which for somebody who wears their, you know, I'm pretty, I love my country. I don't really think YouTube does. <laughs> um, I, I just, uh, Depends on what country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, this will also be I on just, Spotify. I fell out of so. love with YouTube, and YouTube started screwing with me, and then there's just multiple different things that happened. Uh, I had, a, had another, you know, falling out on a couple different relationships, and uh, it just led me to be like, I would be a fool to try and make a living with a company that has an ever-changing company policy. And uh, that's about as politically correct as I could put it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been blessed with uh, great people, Juan and Laz and, uh, and my wife. Uh, we have good business. You know, we treat people right. And, um, you know, that's, that's where I came from. 
I don't need YouTube to live. Um, I got such a bad taste in my mouth with it. So, um, you know, I love all the people that I met. I love the fans. It's been awesome. But I just couldn't do that as a living anymore. And it, it would, I had a calling in my life not to do that, go to a different direction. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a better family life as a result. Like, YouTube is tough. It is a beast to feed. If you're not putting at least three videos out, and then, you know, I could put a video out, and then someone else could put a video out within a couple hours, and my video does poop. Yeah. Now, one thing, and, and I want to say this because... It's definitely a draining <clears throat> on your mental health. Yeah, yeah. So In a lot of ways. When you see that 10 out of 10, it hurts a little. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, one thing, as anybody else who's, who does any sort of other work, if you do, and, and this is something that for people that don't do YouTube, this is why I say it like this. Um, everybody wants to be a YouTuber and all that stuff and whatever, and it's like I've, I've seen behind the curtain. I'm not in love with what I saw, you know, and, and there's genuine people and then there's not. But the, the fact of the matter is for anybody else who does any other kind of work, if you do a really good job, you expect to be rewarded with adequate pay for what you're doing. And you could do that. You could do the best work you ever did and put something together and you let it go and it flops and it has it is no fault of yours. It is fantastic yeah. work, but because of the time frame or because somebody else posted or because of just the algorithm behind YouTube it's and they the don't like it. time of day, you. something weird, <laughs> anything there, could... There's, I'm telling you, there's, there's all sorts of things behind the scenes of what pushes up videos and brings them down. And I, uh, I just experienced it enough. I was like, I'd be a fool to continue to do this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back to what I do, and it's like I'll just treat people right and do work. and, and uh, you know. So you kind of had a lot of eggs in that basket. Yes. And you kind of realized that. Speaking of eggs. Probably wasn't so the best move. one of the move. things that I've last been doing <laughs> the last 10 months is I, I've like kind of, you know. You like have been, also become a chicken farmer. Yeah, like me. Like kind of like a, a, a little farmer in a way. I mean, sort of, like not really, but <laughs> you have like a, a real farmer would fifty like, <laughs> plants on your property, like legal yeah. fruit plants. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I mean, I just I I've gotten into that, and and uh, you know, I've got chickens, I've got you know all sorts of stuff that I wanted to learn how to grow. I've been spending more time with my kids and all that stuff. So yeah, but, I was wondering, have your golden retrievers produced anything of value yet? No. No, yeah, mine haven't either, and yet I keep to retrieve any gold. This uh, checking on them really false advertising. It's really weird. Like I check on them every day. I'm like, hey, you guys produce anything? Yeah. My chickens haven't either. Yeah. Chickens haven't. No. No eggs. I don't know if they're broken. Well, I mean, the street tacos that we have are chicken eggs, so that was the common thread here. So I got eggs, and I got <laughs> herbs from my on garden. The street that taco. I yeah. So it's actually more a of a breakfast, breakfast taco. taco. <laughs> yeah, it's more of like a breakfast street taco. <laughs> Is good. So the they only, sound good, but I was just surprised to hear eggs and a street taco in yeah, one. Yeah, so we got like stuff that I grew. Like I just pulled some herbs this morning, like uh, some chives and sage and uh, some green onions and oh, hmm. some Cuban oregano. That is a fire spice right there. Chopped it all up. Well, threw some butter. Definitely interested in that. Chicken Do you eggs? have any plans to get back to YouTube? I don't know. I've been doing some Instagram stuff, and again, I don't Maybe really go like to Rumble. I. Dude. Maybe something along those lines. Yeah. Hop on Twitter, post some stuff. You know, well, one of those companies that may not, yeah, that may fit your values a little better because, yeah, I definitely respect sticking to your values a lot. Yeah. You know, if something, if it's kind of not selling out in a way. 
yeah, I refuse to I refuse to do that, you know. I just was like I I love the people that, you know, were were really into what I was doing and all that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like, look, I'm a red-blooded Christian American and it's like that's a hard thing to come by whereas the rest of the world is kind of changing and, you know, I I think YouTube really glorifies people behaving badly and the entertainment industry in general does. And you know, mm-hmm. people want to see people behaving badly, and I just, you know, I don't want to be that. I want to be, you know, there's so much, you know, you watch TV, you watch the news, and it's like, this is all bad stuff. It's like, there's good stuff out there, but why are we concentrating on the bad? Yeah, it definitely so. gets clicks. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so. it's a sad world because, like, an accomplishment won't get as many clicks as your car on fire. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's like, true. you go light your car on fire right now, and it's going to do way better <laughs> than if you just said you won a race. Yeah, yeah. I know from experience. <laughs> I've done both. <laughs> and I could tell you. Those fireballs do sell. <laughs> and lighting your car on fire if you're trying to grow a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's a good move, I'll tell you what. Well, no, I, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. So, I don't know. I mean, I just, I haven't really come out and said anything on YouTube. I don't, you know, I have a bunch of videos that I just, I even have some videos that are like 98% edited and I just... I'm doing other stuff. There's so many other things that I'm doing in my life that I've actually found, uh, you know, and I don't really want to get into them on this podcast or anything like that. I mean, you're welcome to if you'd want to. Yeah, yeah. But you obviously can only go, you only can, you only have to go as deep as you'd want to. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, your opinions, Yeah. you know, I'm just the guy interviewing and talking to you. Yeah. Your opinions are your own. And, yeah. You know what I mean? I could share them if I wanted to, you know what I mean? That's that's what I'm trying right, to right, right. trying to say. Just because cuz I could sit down with any person yeah. and just because I I'm sitting down with them doesn't mean that everything that they say I'm wholeheartedly oh, yeah, yeah. agreeing yeah. with. Yeah. I just want to sit down with people. Yeah. No, I, I I get it, man. Because sometimes some people say some crazy things in these interviews <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> we can talk about cars or <laughs> they could <can> get crazy. <laughs> Believe me. Well, I um, I don't know. Like, I, I've kind of gotten into a few things that have to do with like, you know, um, they're major life changing things, and and I was like, I de- decided to get into uh, to just learning law and learning about the Constitution and things. And once you kind of dive into stuff like that, you start to realize how much fraud and how much lies there are out there and uh, it's just you know I think innately we are kind of like hey we weren't really designed to live this way and then we realize all the rules statutes ordinances mandates all this other crap so Mm -hmm. I was just like hey I found some truth and I'm gonna go pursue that and uh you know I'll leave it at that. We'll talk about something. Got to respect it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you we'll, got to respect <laughs> it. Well, we could talk about one of your cars. How about the Miata? It oh, looks really nice. You, it's for sale. You know, I haven't actually like. It's one of those things that's like. So if I, you guys are just listening, it's a crisp Z06 C C5 Z06 blue Miata that has a LS3 in it. Mm-hmm. Very well built. Yeah. For sale for one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy will cut you a deal. $159,000. I mean, I was thinking about 110 less than that, but yeah, you know. That's a good deal then. I mean, I, I just, 
I just made them like, wow, and then you hit them with that deal. That's the salesman well, yeah. pitch. All right, well, now they're like, oh, that's so affordable. If I could get 50 grand for it, I'd be pretty happy for it. You know, but it's it's a fantastic car. Ooh, excuse me. It has everything. I could let me it. let me talk about it real quick here. So yeah. it's uh that, that's a that's an absolutely great car. Um, so yeah, like Cooper said, six point two. Uh, it's got forged internals. It's pretty much the best I could put something together a few years ago, and uh, and and have a multi-purpose car. Um, you know, I had built or not. I'm sorry, I had tuned probably a dozen of them before I started to build that one, and all of them had major flaws. I was like, well, the exhaust is either terrible on this one; it's constipated, or they're getting too hot induction. Or the car makes good power, but all it does is spin, and it doesn't have a tire. And so I gleaned a lot of good information from those builds, and I was just like, I'm going to do it with a 308 gear ratio, and I'm going to put 275s on it so that it will plant the tire. And I did the math, and I was like, why does a C6 Z06 make that much power and yet plant the tire so well? Better than a C5 or all these other cars and any any other car that's making you know almost 600 wheel how does it plant the tire and work well it's a gear ratio and so first gear in that car is almost 60 miles an hour and then second gear is almost 100 miles an hour third gear is almost 130 and fourth gear is almost 160 so it's like it's spread so big so long yeah. it's just a it it just works for what that car is but it makes like 530 wheel na it's 2500 pounds it's it's just an awesome awesome car and uh it's got an oil cooler i mean it's got it's just got a lot of things and i you know brakes, ready to go um, yeah like everything's including air condition yeah all the brakes yeah like yeah. ready to go to sebring and beat the crap out of it type yeah. of car Can't forget a fresh Might need a little job. brake tweakage there but <clears throat> but i mean it's it's got good paint all that's done i mean it's got a cage oh i forgot on nitrous it makes 700 wheels so it's like it's pretty absolutely healthy. rips I actually did do a video, uh, I did some other videos with the track with it, but I mean, it went 1050s NA, you know, with me not killing it out of the whole, you know, it could have probably, it should run a low, low, low 10, but I wasn't like, I had already broke two axles at that point, so I was like, yeah, this is too far, and then this is not enough, and then let's go somewhere in between there for launching it on the, you know, and that's kind of where, where it was, but great car yeah i don't really need it or drive it this thing right here too i mean this thing's terrible nobody needs that yeah no i mean somebody <laughs> needs this in their life somebody who really wants to have their own personal like roller coaster death trap you know people think i rolled it um you know i've actually seen people is it time to like just i mean i don't care it doesn't bother me i wasn't even there people think i rolled it well it wasn't Cooper. i wasn't even there <laughs> just like that yeah. <laughs> Last didn't roll it either. Last didn't roll it either, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't me, and it wasn't you. <laughs> um, he's, he's a tall guy that rolled it. <laughs> I don't think he cares, honestly. Yeah, well. Because it's not like anything happened. No, no, no. It was just like, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It, it wasn't Garrett that rolled it either. Yeah, yeah. No. But it happened with, like, no video, really. Which was Yeah, well, there the was video, bummer. but I had to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that was that was a major uh that was a major change in the trajectory of faster problems youtube right there this thing getting rolled well yeah. you hit the tree with it too oh really yeah didn't you hit didn't you hit the tree at the oh yeah no i it? did i did but it didn't yeah. leave that kind of mark though i know? mean you definitely yeah hitting the tree was something didn't you um i recall you also ended up in 
the ditch on Gator Alley with a car. Didn't you tuning a car? Oh, 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 oh. I remember you telling me that once, yeah, and I was got, like, dang, you're wild, man. We got some stories. I wasn't driving that. Okay, so if anybody's ever tuned with me, it's like I always drive. There's very, very few exceptions, very few exceptions. It's like there was, there was something recently, so like 95 times out of 100, I'm the one that drives. If there's a weird car that somebody's already used to, like, hey, I already made a 1,000 wheel with this, blah, 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 then I'd be like, okay. You know, we didn't pick up necessarily that that much. But there's certain things that lend to wrecking a car, and the common thread is big power gain and automatics. So I've been in multiple automatics that we've made major power gains on. So like this one, which is this story here, uh, it's like 2000, uh, you know, 14 or 13 or something like that, and uh, got a 2013 CTSB on the dyno. It's making like. We picked up a hundred wheel horsepower on the dyno. Okay, changed the shift points, did all this other stuff, and it's got this guy, and then he's got a son who's probably like twelve or thirteen years old, and so I'm like, all right, well, it's time sedan. for sedan. Yeah. Sedan. Okay. So he wasn't like in a coupe. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be, that would be way worse. And uh, this is right near State Road 50, 84. I'm sorry, way south. This is in Davie, Florida, and uh, some of these canals that they have there, some of them. That you look over and they, you know, you look down and you think, oh, that's three, four foot deep. Well, some of them are over 100 foot deep because they're swift mud, which is Southwest Florida Management District. Which, when a hurricane comes and they have an influx of water, they open up the canals to spread mm-hmm. about the water. So, you know, this one wasn't that, but this was a little ditch that you wouldn't have thought is over six feet deep. You would look at it and be like, oh, that's probably two feet deep. Well, turns out. Homeboy's driving the car, and uh, we're ripping it up and down the road, and he, you know, he gets in it, and it just spins, and we're going, you know, the wheel speed's up well over 100 or something, and then the actual speed was something like 60, and he loses control. We go into the ditch, down six feet into the ditch, and then we're in the water, and, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, a freaking OnStar comes on, and then the airbags deploy and all that. And they're like, oh, we've just been in an accident. And he's like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, we're trying to get out of the car. And the ca- car's like, the car's like, <laughs> and I didn't know because the airbag is all across the window. So that window airbag deployed, and uh, the guy's bigger than me. Uh, he's probably like, I don't know, 6'2 or something like that, and maybe like 225 or something like that. But he's, he's a little bigger than me. And uh, he's like, boom, boom, trying to knock the the win- or the door open because, you know, it's normally it's electronic and it opens and it wasn't opening. And so he's bashing it open. And the moment he opens it, all the water comes in and we go down. And I get my laptop and I'm like throwing it over on top. And I'm like getting out because, again, I didn't know that the window was there. I was like, oh, my God, this is this is pretty wild. But then the car just goes down. I barely get my laptop out and over it. I still have that laptop. And it's got this brown permanent mud water stain on there. I had my phone in my lap. Sure, the mud water yeah. stain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Tommy Boy. He's like, I've got a bowl of chocolate pudding in my underpants. <laughs> we didn't have any pudding. <laughs> but, no, so... So that you're struggling was, at this point for your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and I, I get it out over the car, and then the moment I do that, I stand up on the, the door sill right there. The car goes down. I barely get it out of the water, and somebody helps yank me out of the out of the side, and I swear, I don't even know who that person was, or I don't even, it was like a blur, but somebody helped me out of the water, and it wasn't either one of them, but the kid gets out before I get out. The dad gets out, you know, just like a couple seconds before I do, because when he opened it, everything went down, but yeah, my, my phone was completely ruined, and I have two or three customers waiting at the dyno this is like 8 30 at night i still was too, i had cars i had to tune and we hear we hear the cops come in and i'm like oh my god i don't know what to do he doesn't know what to do and he's like oh, i'm gonna stay here i'm like dude i gotta get back to the dyno so i like haul ass with my <laughs> with my laptop and my hp tuners and i'm like got my soaked freaking useless phone and i'm like hauling back like a half mile i am like i roll up and i'm like hey man you guys aren't gonna believe what just happened that ctsv it's underwater right now you know and uh oh dude yeah i don't think i I would have you tune my car after that (laughs) if i was that next guy in line i'd be like i'll come back i mean the, the guy that helped me out, next? the guy that helped me out was like the nicest guy ever. And actually, he so he's one of the guys that told me one of the stories about the Swift Mud, so the the canals. He's actually a uh, a fireman, but uh, he does rescue and he does scuba. So he was telling us about, hey, there was a wreck, and he's like, I went down, you know, thirty feet, didn't see the car. I went down forty, fifty feet, didn't see the car. He's like, I went down sixty, seventy feet. Still didn't see anything. He's like, I went down 90 to 100 feet, and I saw a little glimmer of the bumper, and he's like, I found the car. He's like, yep, the guy was still in the car. I was like, oh, God, dude. You know, but those, those are sometimes over 100 feet deep, and you just wouldn't think it. So they go all the way across the state, and they go up and down and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just it's an interesting thing, but so it's when not they, just a small body of water. When so. they tell you about quicksand in middle school, that's the one time it actually comes into play in life. <laughs> yeah, something like that. People always make the jokes like, oh, I thought quicksand would be a bigger problem in my life. It actually <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, anytime you're in South Florida, I think things usually yeah. get a little crazy that direction. Yeah. Try to stay this side of Florida. It's and like a different state. That's not the only time I've been down there and somebody... Actually, I've been down there two other times with somebody with an automatic, with extra power... That lost control of the car. One time we did go into a ditch. The other time we did a 270 degree turn on a on a highway, a major highway. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God. Well, the CTSVs, like I've had mine do it at the drag strip, where the second it loses traction, it upshifts so quickly mm. that it just wheel speeds like crazy. Like you could be you spin for t- 20 feet in like my CTSV and it'll be three gears higher mm. by the time you even, like, lift your foot off yeah. because it's just that it's just that quick. Mm. Like, a stick shift car, at least you can kind of just, like, your personal slowness can kind of save you because yeah. you're not just going to grab the next gear yeah. when you're spinning. Maybe Juan would because he's a drifter. <laughs> <laughs> not, in the, uh, not in the nomad style of way. <laughs> like, slides his car. Yeah. We'll see what else I have here written down. I probably had something written, like... Hey, talk to Jeremy about this. If it says communism here, I'm just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Do you have any other cool stories for the class that you would like to talk um, about? I remember you telling me that you were wrapping your headers on your car the day you got married. 
<laughs> you oh, had fiberglass. Oh. What was the, it? Was the day that I uh, proposed? The day that I proposed to, yeah, to my wife. Yeah, that was. That's a weird one that you remember, but yeah, that's funny. Um, I don't know how I would have. How, why would we have shared that? Why would we I? We spent have... a lot of long nights together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're talking about your wife with me, but yeah. God, that's a man. If anybody's ever wrapped anything in fiberglass, that I is don't just recommend like, it. Yeah, that's a exercise in misery. Not right worth there. it. Yeah, just get them oh, coated. Man. That's like the worst thing. Like your arms are just like all red. Yeah. I was also, I actually wrote down, I wanted to talk to you about why GM gave, like, say, a 2007 Tahoe flex fuel, but then didn't do the same for their performance cars. You know, I, I have the same How much question. of a disservice <laughs> is that? I don't know. GM's done a lot of bonehead things, and it's like, I've kind of fallen out of love with GM, too. They have a great performance era, but after 2020, I'm just a little... But, like, like they had flex fuel... They had okay, that already. to your point, to your point. I've not seen, there isn't anything that I can think of, and I don't even think Ford does it either. Ford doesn't have a performance car on a performance. Having, I think their Mustangs might now. Are you sure? Maybe. I don't, I'm not I sure. Don't I don't know. I don't, I don't think. It just doesn't make much sense thing. that your 05 Tahoe has it, but your 05 Corvette doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't explain it. It's like, okay, you've got your garbage 93 diet, and then you've got your freaking 107-octane E85 diet. I mean, hell yeah, let's make some power. And like, they were pushing that for a long time. Like, the, yeah. like the government was pushing corn for yeah, a long as, time. As, as green as all the all this nonsense and all that stuff. And, yeah, you can quote me on that. <laughs> um, for as much as they want to push that agenda, I don't know why they wouldn't do that you know and mm-hmm. i mean but it, it to me it's pretty weird in the fact that yeah the cars will make more power granted the economy isn't going to be as good but the price point was about a wash so but to have the option i don't know why nice. gm hasn't done that and come out and been like especially with their supercharged stuff they'll make a, a race tune for like a, a c7 z06 that you can go to the dealership and run on the road course but they won't offer a e85 tune a sensor you know? this big in there yeah i mean I don't know. Why, GM? It doesn't make much sense to me, and I was wondering if there was some logical answer, but I guess bureaucratic stuff doesn't get logic involved. Do you worry that you have a database on you of cars that you've messed with, and the EPA might one day be like, that Jeremy from Auto Guy. Well, here you go. You open the Pandora's Open up a laptop and look at it and be like, yep, he's next on our list, because I know people that have had their shops Rated. Do you really want me to answer this question? I just was wondering if you are worried that you have yourself that that you have the tuning you've done in a well-known database. I used database. to worry about. That. We're far along in the podcast now, so okay. The well, questions can get a little crazier right, without well, you worrying about the normal people. Maybe. First of all, first of all, the EPA has no uh, doesn't have a leg to stand on. Uh, the West Virginia versus EPA. The EPA just got yep. toothless. So. Screw the EPA and most three-letter agencies because they're trying to enforce laws that are not even You're actually say you don't like the IRS. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, here's here's the thing though: is that we're you know we're busy with our everyday day-to-day stuff. So a lot of these three-letter agencies are actually putting out uh, alleged laws that are actually policy, and um, they're making it law, which is illegal. 
Yeah. That didn't pass the legislation. Yeah, they're branch. circumventing. Yeah, I mean that's how a bill it's nonsense. I mean it's like <clears throat> we weren't meant to live under all of these laws. So it's like I've actually done stuff in my life where I am no longer, you know, that doesn't it's not a threat to me. I did but, have that worry, you know, and I was like, "Oh, you know, but now that I know what I know, I'm like you know, but you don't think that maybe like a company you've worked with a lot for say that has this information may be inclined to hand over that information. I'm not saying any specific company because there's probably a lot <laughs> out there that have information on people that are deleting things on cars. Yeah. Turning off well, a cat, turning off an emissions thing or something along those lines that somebody out there has some sort of log of it. Yeah, and okay. may well, be inclined to turn it over. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they can, but it's like I'm no longer, I am not. You're no longer worried about that threat. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm actually out of that jurisdiction. But were you, okay, so three months ago. Three months ago. A year ago. Okay. Were you worried yes. that that potential threat may yeah. be looming and there may be somebody in a van across the street <laughs> with a camera <laughs> Taking photos yeah. of and cars mean, coming and, off and, the and dyno. Again, that's and terrible because it's like that's not the way we're meant to live. You know, it's it's terrible. And I mean, this whole, you know, I, I, Brent uh, and I have a really common, um, you know, like I actually called Brent. I freaking love that guy. I called him, you know, when he was going through all that other stuff. I'm like, dude, you're going to come out on top of this ahead of it. It's like I prayed with Brett. I mean, I've cried with Brett. I mean, he's, he's Brent. I mean, he's an awesome, awesome dude, and I want to be there. But, uh, and I mean, I've got information to share with him that is like, you don't got to worry about none of that stuff anymore. But, it, and it, we're not meant to live this way. But really, the fact of the matter is, is that the EPA is like a legalized mafia. I mean, they're a collector, and they're trying to, you know, hand you something that, you know, it's it's a presentment. It's not, you don't have to accept this, you know, you don't have to consent like to that. Like a made-up bill, in a way. Yeah, but I like mean, you like, owe us money so for things much, you did. So much of our day-to-day life is exactly that. There's rules, statutes, ordinances, mandates that are all trying to, to, to rob you. Of well, and money. some of these fines that I see are, like, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, that's... Like, they're handing you a fine for $50,000, and it's like, well... Oh. Am I am I guilty already? Yeah, no. It's it's a very crazy thing to go down, and we could definitely have a whole episode on that. Yeah, yeah. and we probably won't get that deep, but we've been going for long enough. So, um, where can people find you to follow you? Um, Faster proms on. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram, Instagram and uh, I'm I just I don't post that much. I mean, it's like I'm I, I will share some stuff here and there, and um, I don't know. It, you know, I, I do miss uh, the people. The, the fans are, are great. You know, it's like sometimes if you're having a bad day and you look at that you brought somebody else's day up and they're like, man, that really made my day or whatever. And, they, you know, it's so re- – it's a reciprocal. You know, they're going to – you know, it, it's awesome. It really yeah. is. It's really, really encouraging and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, hold on just a second. <laughs> hey, we're in the middle of filming. Sorry, one second, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. hold second. on a second here. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, so they can find you on? Yeah, just on Instagram. I mean, heck, if you guys like what are done, go back to the old Faster Problems videos, look at them, comment, whatever. I mean, like. Comment, tell them to start yeah. filming again, posting. <laughs> Post Laz's Jeep. Yeah, I, I do have some obligations and just, uh, you know, 
I had sponsor or sponsor obligations and stuff, and just after getting crapped on with a bunch of different things, it's like I, I feel like I dropped the ball on some stuff, and that's that's not fun. But but nonetheless, I mean, the world changed, YouTube changed, policy changed, all that stuff. So it's like we had the best time. I mean, I think you know, I had some of the best times. Uh, with you guys, and I mean, dude, we had we had a great time here. Yeah, and, uh, it was a good run. The door, yeah, the door closed on that, and uh, you know, you move on to bigger and better things, though. So yep. it's like, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's good to reminisce about it, but I'm not terribly sad about it. It's like, you know, so it is what it is. Well, yeah. we'll have to do this again. Very fun. Yeah, we'll man. do some more podcasts. Maybe we'll pull up some more stories of some of the uh, terrible, oh, yeah. Yeah, terrible and goofy things we've done. But we've been going for long enough for this episode, I think. Okay. But we'll, right. do, we'll do another one. Uh, guys, thank you for watching. Jeremy. Yes. And Juan. Juan. Yes. It was fun. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.